Sam, how's it going? Pretty good, Carl, how are you? Yeah, not bad. I've been thinking, though. Okay, yeah. If oh, we, that's dangerous. It, <laughs> you're, a, you're a funny one. Um, if, uh, if, if we were going to do a sequel to any of our episodes, which what, what, what one would, we, would you do, do you reckon? Uh, I reckon we should do a sequel to last week's one and we talk more Star Trek. I just broke the fuck out of my pen. <laughs> oh, that was like one of the few pens I had left that had one of those clip things, so it clipped onto my pocket. This has gone horribly oh, wrong. This has. I had a whole thing set up for this small talk, and now my day's ruined. I don't think I can record, Sam. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I guess this is just the Sam show. No, because then you'll just keep talking about Star Trek forever. Don't know what you're talking about. Point is, we should do a sequel to the... We should finish off the the bad superhero moves that we didn't get to fix from last time. Yes, where we... Ten-ish... What? What was it? Ten-ish bad superhero movies fixed? Yep, ten-ish more bad superhero movies fixed. Play the music! Sam, and today we're fixing 10-ish superhero movies again. As many as we get around to. Yeah. Yeah. We've done this once before. (laughs) So I guess go check out the previous episode we did on this. Absolutely. It's like episode 48. Link in the doobly-doo. Yeah, I'll jump on our website, just type in like superheroes. I think it's actually the one of the only ones on there. Yeah. Yeah. We did a superhero so. showdown as well. I'm sure we've never done any episodes about superhero movies at all, pretty much. Yeah, no, no, yeah, not a single superhero <laughs> movie. I don't know what you're talking about, uh, Carl. So I have a list here in my oh, head boy. of of the movies that we should list that, that, we, that we are going to fix. Yep, that are fundamentally broken. Yep, and that, that we are going. To, if we don't have any ideas for how to fix them yet, we'll we'll come up with them on the fly. Sam, how do we fix the Amazing Spider-Man franchise? Go. Oh, boy. How do we? <laughs> well, look. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Amazing Spider-Man's that bad. Me either. I, I like Andrew Garfield generally as a Spider-Man. He's just not the best Peter Parker. I, I think with a bit of better direction, he could be, though. I, I think he's perfectly agree. capable of that. I, I agree. Uh, I think when Stacey's great as Emma Stone. Yep. The other I think way Emma Stone is great as Gwen <laughs> Stacy. What universe are we in? Oh no! <laughs> um, but like, who is real? At the risk of bringing up Doctor Who this early, oh boy! When you see Andrew Garfield playing uh, a kid from New York in um, in the the Dalek, I don't know what the you're right. Called. It's the same universe. <laughs> but um, yeah, like seeing him play that sort of awkward, subservient character who's sort of like not confident and stuff mm. like you've seen him play essentially you know um 19th century peter parker yeah like he could he he, he totally can and play he's good the in the amazing spider-man too he's just a cocky arrogant now, prick the easiest way to fix the amazing spider-man is simple and it's cast Tom Holland, put him in the MCU. <laughs> oh, shit! Put him in the middle of a Captain America movie, maybe, even. Um, but no, look, but yeah. using the elements from The Amazing Spider-Man, well, how do we fix The Amazing Spider-Man? Well, because if the goal of The Amazing Spider-Man is create a Spider-Man cinematic universe where there's yeah. a, where you can use all his cast of villains and, yeah. and everything is more connected... Like, because I think that was the idea. Yeah. They they sort of wanted to do the ultimate Spider-Man universe where everything is just connected to Oscorp and Spider-Man and Spider-Man's dad and all this shit. I think it, w- it would be almost easier to fix The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I don't think there was anything that fundamentally wrong with The Amazing Spider-Man Amazing one. Spider-Man... Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. Look, it... Besides the whole... The crane scene... The problem is... The, the, the biggest problem is... The Amazing Spider-Man, which they fixed in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, mm. I think is the characterization of Spider-Man. Yeah. His costume's not great. He needs help from cranes to swing. He's number one mode of transport. I, mean, well, I don't think that was the implication. I think there was just, there was nothing around for him to cling on to. All the buildings that the cranes were on. Yeah, but it was like, wasn't the point that this is just like a fast track from one point to another point? This was like... Otherwise, he'd have to sort of swing around a little bit. We were so accustomed to the Spider-Man who could swing off everything. But it was also a... This is what the people think of Spider-Man moment. 
Yeah, it, it was a dumb moment. It I was don't... the we're New Yorkers. You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. Hey, you're now you're knocking Spider Man one. <laughs> Look, that's fine. It's a product of the time. That came out in 2001. That was post 9-11. Yeah. No, it came out, sorry, it came out in 2002, post 9-11. Yeah. That's the world that New York was, and it made sense. 2011 Spider-Man, it just, no. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't quite fit the same. Um, We've seen it. We've seen plenty of New Yorkers and New Yorkers. We're New York... We're, we're fucking... No New Yorker is... You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. They're f- I guarantee half of them are the friends who are mm. just dicks to themselves and everyone else. Yeah. And Th- that being the friends from friends. I think where this movie sort of went wrong too is that it ended with the death of Gwen Stacy. It's that was, you, which one are you talking about? The second one. Oh, right. We, I was talking about the first one. The crane scene we're talking about? Oh, is that's is, is the, the crane in one. the first one? Yeah. Oh, fucking hell, I don't even know, man. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, I, I, following on from my point, <laughs> um, I, I feel like yep. ending with the death of Gwen Stacy is what made it seem muddled to other people. Yes. I, I personally didn't find it that bad. Um, but it that, was that muddled, whole, though. To, to, to throw, in, to throw in the goblin as a as a legitimate villain right at the end was a bit was a bit of a, a curveball. But I, I didn't have a huge problem with it. But it was the same thing that Spider Man Three did wrong. Mm. Let's leave The Amazing Spider-Man. It was okay. Amazing Spider-Man 2 is what really needed fixing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Electro shouldn't have been the villain. Or I... he should have been the villain. Yeah, that, that, that's what I'm going to say. I think it should have been... It should have ended with the defeat of Electro. And then it should have been... The the post credit scene should have been, Oh, I'm the full goblin now. And then... Because the, there's a yeah. whole movie that takes place in the last ten minutes of that movie. Yeah. Of, of the goblin becoming a legitimate thing, executing his plan, and 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 then Spider-Man mourning and getting over the events of that plan. Like, that would have been a whole other movie if it was a Tobey Maguire movie. Yes, exactly. Um, I don't think they should have killed Gwen Stacy either. I, I think they should have killed her in the next movie. Yeah, maybe. With, with the Green Goblin movie. Yeah. yeah. Amazing Spider-Man maybe. 3 should the have been a Green they, Goblin movie. And, but the thing is, they changed the Green Goblin too. And I don't normally mind change if you do it for the better, and this wasn't a change for the better. I think it could have been interesting to see him go full fucking crazy Goblin. He does that, but he does that because his father's the Goblin. I don't like the shoehorned in he's the goblin the, sh- no, the goblin's so, just shoehorned in what I want to see is have you seen any of the amazing of the current amazing Spider-Man no it's the ultimate Spider-Man cartoon not the current one because like, the goblin in that is like the spectacular Spider-Man was great though I'm not sure if this was the same thing and they've just sort of changed the name and continued it on I did it continue spectacular. Uh, okay. Well, in, in this one, the goblin isn't the like the, the little wiry guy who throws the pumpkin bombs. The goblin is a genius and a sort of yeah. hide alter ego to um, to the other uh, to, to Norman Osborn. Yeah. Or to He's the Lex Luthor essentially. And yeah, yeah. And in this one he's nine foot tall and fucking ripped and like really powerful as well. Yep. So I think that's what you do. I think that I, like that version of the goblin is really interesting, and I think that's the version they should have used. And the goblin sort of like is separate from from the Osborn, and is like and wants to stay the way he is, even if it, he sort of is subconsciously being thwarted by Harry Osborn. Yeah, exactly. And you can have some really interesting things going on there. I don't think you should do the full fucking um, what's his name? I can't remember his name. That's so awful. In, uh, the 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 goblin in the first Spider-Man movie. You don't do the talking to the mask, crazy duo. goblin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't do the Joker goblin. You do the Lex Luthor goblin. Exactly. And yeah. you go full out with it. And then yeah, I think yeah they should have just split it into two movies. Just two movies. There didn't be mo- anything more than that. And Electro <clears throat> wouldn't have even been a bad villain. The problem is again too many villains. You had Rhino at the end. And but I I, th- I still think do that same Rhino scene at the end of the Green Goblin movie. That comes next, because have it yeah, have it maybe. have it end with the death of Gwen Stacy and have it be. Can I keep doing this? Yes, I can. Or alternatively, throw us straight in to a Spider-Man universe. No Spider-Man origin. Well, well we had that in the, the Amazing Spider-Man. No yeah. supervillain origins. Just don't care. Tell us who they are. Yeah. Like Suicide Squad, but better. 
Yeah, have have. Give us the Sinister Six and just have Spider-Man fight the Sinister Six. Yeah, or like even just give us Kraven the Hunter or something like that and just go... Oh, Kraven the Hunter would be so good. Just go, here he is. And if you want to do an origin of him, have Peter Parker research the guy. Yeah. And try and look him up. Do do some old Spider-Mans in the the modern day. And in the modern day, we've got social networks and stuff and people can't hide and there's cameras everywhere. Like have him hunt down Kraven that way. You know, if you want to do it... Craven's hunting him. Yeah. Oh. Because Craven could take advantage of that and lead Spider-Man to a certain location for a trap. Could be a lot of... Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. The other Spider-Man movie I want to see, not so much for The Amazing Spider-Man, but for Tom Holland, um, is Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. Uh, Like... That, that's what they're currently doing in the in the um, yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon at the moment. I know. I want that. I want. I want Tom Holland Spider-Man hanging out with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Because you still and can do it. Do it while they're young yes. enough to still look like they do. Do it with Emma Stone Spider Gwen or Brienne Spider Gwen. <laughs> one of the two. Probably Brienne Spider Gwen. Yeah. No. Um, uh, Emma Stone though. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. You made Brian man. I know. Again, I, 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 I'm losing brownie points very quickly. Um, but we'll fight him afterwards. <laughs> Do you think people know that I'm in the room now? <laughs> maybe. I, maybe something just now. We might have been in a bit of a giveaway. <laughs> Possibly. Um, yeah. Give us that. Give us a spider pig. Mm. Um, and or, and, and or like what? What is it? Spider ham. Yeah. But like uh, also. If you're going to do that, set up that Spider-Man exists in a parallel world to the Avengers universe so that way they can cross over, but they don't have to. Set but that up and Just do have it. Tom Holland do it like that show, because I've seen some episodes, and have them travel through. Mm. Have him like go through each dimension, and then they have to team up in a final battle. Great. Bring in Miles Morales. Bring in... Um, I don't know, the future Spider-Man? Great. Do, do Superior Spider-Man in there as well. Have yeah. Doc Ock team up with the others as Spider-Man. That'd, That'd be, be cool. really sick. But that's the thing. Spider-Man on his own can be his own universe. Spider-Man's the, at his best, though, when he's bouncing off characters. I, I, I agree. And I, I don't think he's like the X-Men that are generally better off on their own. But I think that you can do this. Like, Sony could have done this right. And they did. It's called Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 1 and 2 were really good. Yeah. They were solid movies. Spider-Man 3, I don't even think was that bad in hindsight. Comparatively. And The Amazing Spider-Man's okay. And I argue The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is also okay. It just... I think it's the best, like, design of Spider-Man we had until the new one, and the best, like, actions of Spider-Man we had until the new one. I really didn't like the design of new Spider-Man... And until like until after I sort of saw it in action, and now I really do. I was gonna say it's the perfect look. It looks it looks really good. But even then, I didn't mind the the metallic sort of shiny suit that um, that Andrew Garfield has, even compared to the the more muted like colors of well, not muted, but um, more flat matte colors mm. of. October Maguire's one. Like, I, th- I think both of those suits were perfectly fine. Yeah. But this suit makes a lot of sense and it looks really good. Like, um... <sighs> We've spent 15 minutes on Spider-Man. X-Men Apocalypse. Actually, we had a lot of the audio hanging around the front, so we probably should run over a little bit. That's fine. X-Men Apocalypse. That's the next on the list? Yes. All right. Look, X-Men Apocalypse. Did we also have Last Stand on the list? Yeah, we do. Should we talk about it at the same time? You are. We should fix Last Stand first. Last Stand first? Cool. Let's do Last Stand then. Have Jean Grey do anything? Done. <laughs> Don't have Jean Grey in it. I think I've said on the podcast before, if if what was going on in that final battle was Jean Grey mind-controlling a heap of humans to bolster the army... Oh, yeah. That would make a lot of sense, because that's what that's the big criticism I have with that fight scene, is that Jean Grey's not doing anything, and that a lot of the people they're fighting aren't mutants. Take or- away the cure. I don't care for the cure at all. No, the cure's the main plot of the story. Yeah, I, I don't think it... But- the thing is, a lot of things they kind of set up in X-Men 2... They don't run over into Last Stand. I can't even remember what happens in X-Men. And that's because of a director change. They kind of set up a relationship between Mystique and Wolverine. Mm. Um, I think, I think personally, Jean Grey should not have returned immediately. I mean, the thing is, when you've got movies and not a series, you yeah. can't do anything in between. <sighs> 
I mean, you're right to an extent, but this is clearly a franchise. What? Uh, see, m- maybe if they had Jean, like, come back at the beginning of the movie, but you don't ever actually see her. W- what if Magneto has her right from the beginning? I think it would be better if she doesn't take a side, and you don't discover who's who. Like, you don't... Like, there's a powerful force behind this going on, and you think it's Magneto, but it's not. Yeah, it's Jean Grey. And then in the yeah, in the in the end, it's Jean Grey. And she's like kind of on no one's side. She's on Jean Grey's side. Well, she's on the Phoenix Force side. She just wants yeah. to burn everything. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like that that could that could have been a really interesting reveal. It could have, but Great even twist. then, that end sequence I think is the main problem with that movie. And if we like, then like, the problem with Jean Grey is. And I wish more Cyclops had been in it more. You know why he wasn't in it? Because of Superman Returns. Fuck that movie, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I have things to say on that movie too. We'll get to that at some point. Yeah, we'll do a Superman down the track. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I think that all, all you have to do to fix the main movie as it is, and, and by fix I mean get it from being you know a five star movie to a seven star movie, is like out of town shouldn't use stars anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, get to be a five out of ten to a seven out of ten. Yeah. It's just give Jean Grey something to do. And and make that final fight sequence a little bit better. Yeah. Otherwise, absolutely. I think the rest of the movie's fine. Like people knock it a whole lot, and I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with it that isn't wrong with X Men One, Two. And... I completely agree. Yeah. Um. It's just too. Yeah. It's. It's the Phoenix that lets that movie down, and also all the un like the weird like made up X Men bad guys. And like, because there's so many to choose from, and they don't use half of them. They have a speedster in, and I'm like, I know you don't have the rights to Quicksilver, but just don't have a speedster. Use someone you have the rights to. But they they would have had the rights to Quicksilver. They if they didn't, if they did in um in Bloody Days Future Past, they do in this one. Surely no. So what happened was because back when Last Stand was being made, they weren't making. Marvel wasn't making movies. Right. But because uh, because Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are members of the Avengers and the X-Men... Yeah. They had shared copyright. Yeah. Which means Marvel couldn't use them and the X-Men couldn't use them. I thought that meant that they could both use them. No, they couldn't use them. Then how do they get around... They worked out an agreement where they would both use them. Right. And... Th- but that wouldn't have happened without Marvel also getting something out of it. Yeah. Um, so either they would have paid a bunch of money for the full rights to the characters, mm. which Fox wasn't willing to do, clearly, mm. um, or Marvel was going to get, say, hey, we want the characters. But that did, obviously didn't happen in the Age of Ultron. Well, because it sounds like basically what they've done is divvied them in half. Like, we've like yeah. MCU has Scarlet Witch um, and... Uh, X Men has well, that wasn't the agreement, but not. But that's what's yeah, that's how that's, it's worked that's out. How it's happened, and yeah. arguably, they're the better versions of of each one. Well, Scarlet Witch <clears throat> appeared super duper briefly in X Men: Days of Future Past as a little girl sitting next to, yeah, um, Quicksilver. But they're twins, so that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and then and then yeah, Quicksilver in Age of Ultron, he was all right. He was but he, fine. But he died. But he he also wasn't the movie saving phenomenon that uh, that Quicksilver was in the other. Oh movie. man, so good. And, and I think it's I think it's dumb. And but it was fun. And it was just like it was it was good. There was nothing necessarily wrong with it. I personally like Avengers Quicksilver better. Oh really? I I, I do just because I don't like the character. I don't like the portrayal by. Like, but of that character in um, in Death's Future Past, partly because he's way too overpowered, mostly because he's just like, yeah, I'm a speedster, and everything about me is a speedster. I wear like, I wear like a quick silver jacket that's like quick and it's silver, <laughs> and it's just fucking dumb. It's it's like the advertisement <laughs> you know for Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, that, no, that's fair. I get that. I um, he's I just argue. he's way too radical for me. His sequences are much better, and he's much more accurate to the character in the comics. In X Men, yeah, and and I think that the problem with X Men, the problem with comics, the problem with every superhero thing is that if you take somebody's powers to their logical conclusion, they are gods. Yeah, like if you take Spider Man's um, spider sense to its logical conclusion, he can see the fucking future, and he's just all powerful and he's crazy. 
Yep. But, and, and he's like one of the weaker superheroes that exists. He, yeah, he's street level. You, you take Wolverine's healing factor to its Man. logical extreme, he is he's alive at the end of the universe. And the, everything else is crushing down around him, and he still is cognitive and, cognitive and is alive. Yeah. Yeah. Smallville does some real interesting things with that. With immortality. Yeah. That could be like cool. they sit there's there's two cases of and this is a little off topic, there's two cases of him being touched or shown visions of the future. Right. One of which is him in a grave with everyone's graves around him. Right. Like everyone he knows. And he's just in it alone. Just like, just like this endless it. graveyard. Yeah. Another one is this person touches people and sees how they die. Yeah. When he, they touch Clark, they see s- the vision of something just hurling through space. Yeah. In, in, in infinity. Yeah. That's like, he doesn't die. <laughs> or, no. like, you could interpret that in a whole heap of different ways. Like, that's, that's really good. Um, Smallville, and I've said this before, and I'm going to talk heavily about Smallville when we do a Superman episode. Yeah. Um, it tells some of the best Superman stories mm. I think ever put to screen. Yeah, uh, I'm sure with enough time, like something something like that show really really could. I know what I watched was particularly boring and not good of that show, and I stopped watching it. Uh, depends on what season you're on. I was the watching that- every every week a new thing has been infected by kryptonite shards. Right, and you saw the first season. I saw Monster of the Week. You know it's funny. Ask Aaron and he'll tell you. First season was great. It was a monster of the week each week. <laughs> when they started telling interesting, intricate stories of political intrigue and espionage, I'd stop watching. That sounds like Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Um, and I'm like, that's fine, Aaron. You're wrong, but it's fine. Should we go straight to X-Men Apocalypse? Or should we just move to the next one on the Look, list? Look, X-Men Apocalypse, I think, suffers from a lot of the same things First Class does. And I think it's a waste of the... No, it, it suffers from entirely different problems, and it's a bunch of characters we're more familiar, we're already familiar with. But it's it's the same problem of what the fuck is everybody who's useful doing? Yeah, like it, it sort of reveals that Mystique's been stealthy that whole time, but she could have been doing a whole lot more. Um, fucking Jean Grey was doing nothing the whole bloody time Not again. At all. Um, Cyclops is doing sweet fuck all the whole time Again. Psylocke is doing sweet fuck all the whole time Angel is fucking taken out of commission straight away Because he's a bullshit character And he, he deserves to be <laughs> fucking... Yeah the thing with X-Men Apocalypse Is it's hard to fix because it's a mess Yeah it is a mess but What like... they should have just done Is I don't know why they chose to do a world-ending story again. Yeah, and it's like a they should have told like a small, just a just an X-Men adventure. And, like or, I think or, we're well overdue for just an X-Men adventure. Or focus, yeah, focus more on like that whole um, nuking the planet thing. Give us, give us a, give yeah, us he the wants American... to end the world, right? Apocalypse, and he throws away all the nukes. Yeah, <laughs> he could have just nuked everyone and be done with it. Plus, that gives all the radiation that in this universe creates the X like creates mutants mm. I mean if you had just gone um like that's the thing you've got to make um what's his name you've got to make Apocalypse less powerful you just have to and his powers are so vague yeah like really sometimes vague. he just uses the sand to chop people's heads off other time, he turns the next to sand, sand. No, he doesn't. He's <laughs> been does. confirmed that he was using the sand to slit their throats. Nah. But why didn't he do that to all the X-Men? Yeah, like every single one of them. And why was Wolverine in that thing? Mm. When last time we saw him... Mystique. Mystique had him. Had him but uh, that guy's still around. Like, it's so convoluted. Yeah. And it doesn't follow on from the previous X-Men movie properly. Mm. I think what like if if you had a gone if you had a focus a little bit more on like this is what's going on in the world this is why it's historically accurate like that's what I liked about First Class. Oh, First Class was the best X Men movie. Yeah, it was like, but it put everything that was going on in context with history. That's that's what's interesting about this X Men universe that no other universe is doing. Yeah, that no other universe has the ability to do at the moment. The problem is, because of the nature of First Class, they've changed how history happened. Yeah. But, like, they still had the Cold War going on in in the the latest movie. They still had the this nuclear 
like everyone's everyone's stockpiling nuclear weapons and everyone's pointing them at each other and going who's going to shoot first like if you if you sort of increase that tension with um, the, the Russians think apocalypse is an American super weapon like yeah or or, or no other way around. If the if the Americans think that um, that apocalypse is a Russian super weapon, and they're using they're trying to use fucking Wolverine's DNA to make everyone have healing factor or some shit going on, like you can have yeah. a subplot with that, and then just have it be the X Men are fighting the uh, are fighting apocalypse, and you know you can still have basically the same thing as what happened before, but like you can tell a more interesting story with the with what's going on in world politics. And all, then all you got to do is make the fight scene slightly better, and I think that would be a fine movie. The problem is a lot of the action is real boring, and yeah. it's like uh, mm. Magneto has changed, but also uh, no, he's straight back. Mm. And also, yeah, fuck off with this whole thing. Just also, just, he's a convoluted reason why Charles would be bald. Yeah, that's fucking dumb. What? Also, we need a reason Mystique's got white hair. Not like, Mystique, fucking Storm. Yeah, this is really dumb. I mean, I don't. And I hate Jennifer Lawrence in that movie. Just scrap Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, I don't like. She's she's still a big box office pull. I think I stand by what I said in the X Men Apocalypse episode. I don't know why. I, 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 she's a fine actress. She is. But, that but the only movie I've ever watched and gone, I like Jennifer Lawrence. Is Silver Linings Playbook? That's a gun movie. That's a fantastic movie. But the thing is, Bradley Cooper's in that. And I also don't really like Bradley Cooper. No, but he has the potential to be really good. And, and he's, he's, he's the some best stuff. thing like, in a lot of really bad movies. Yeah, Limitless, pretty good. Terrible um, movie, but he's great. I think it's alright. Um, well, it's, it's, and he's really it's a good dumb in Silver movie. Linings. It is a dumb movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and look, I think I think what could be done with Apocalypse... Like, it was clear in Apocalypse that there weren't enough people who just gave a fuck. Yeah. The people were just like, let's just get another X-Men movie out there. That's entirely the problem. And you know what? Make it better. Fix that opening. It's a real weird opening. Yeah, and it looked terrible. It looked like from fucking 2005. It looked fucking way too shiny. Not fucking, like, not good CGI. Correct. Also, you got to make your villain less vague. Like, obviously, keeping them like a mystery is interesting. Mm. But he's got just vague powers throughout the entire thing. Mm. Yeah, he really does. Inconsistently vague powers. So vague. And, and, like, why would he have four horsemen? Why wouldn't he just transfer himself into each of them, like, consecutively and get all their powers? Or give him mind control. Like, give him a limited amount of mind control. Make it so he can, he can control four people at a time. And he's got three husky bullshit people who are left over who have been around for, like, hundreds of years that he's been keeping alive. And he needs to swap them out for young, fresh, new fucking X-Men. Yeah, that could work. Uh, and I don't even mind his power of being able to give people better powers but make Wolverine a fucking uh, main character uh, just even give him no lines cover him in metal like they do in the comics and then you don't have to hire Hugh Jackman and you've got Wolverine as a as but a they main did ca- hire Hugh Jackman and he would have done it he would have done it but like if you want to put if you're, if you're putting him in the movie make fuck, fuck Angel off put Wolverine in there well, and then, and then have Magneto turn good at the end, throw away Wolverine, and he's not a threat anymore, and y- your whole fucking writing is done for you. I was going to say, Wolverine in the comics has always been a member of... The Four Horsemen. The Four Horsemen. You know who I don't think ever has been? Magneto. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. I've, I've also, never seen a version where he's one of the Four Horsemen. They're also supposed to like embody the actual Four Horsemen, the, like... Famine, pestilence, and something like like they are the four stages of a civilization falling. Yeah, and they did they did nothing with that theme. Nah. And they could have. The thing is, it's it's just a bunch of wasted. I don't feel like we're gonna fix this one because it's just so much wasted opportunity. Yeah, it's it's not a thing that you can just go. If this was different, it would be fixed. It's a thing where you have to go. All like people needed to give a fuck from day dot, and yeah, this and they would just be completely it. different. Yeah. So absolutely. let's move on. <laughs> all right. What's the next one? Uh, Suicide Squad. Oh, all right. Okay. First of all, fire Jared Leto. You reckon? Yeah, fire him. Because I, I, I'm coming around a little bit. No, you know what? You know why you fire him? No matter how good he is on screen, he's harassing people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, if if he if he sends somebody a rat, yeah, you fire him. If that happens at an office, you send you'd fire. You guy. send someone lo- use condoms. 
Yeah, you fire that person. Acting, I could keep quotation marks, you fire him. See, I, I also didn't know. Like, I knew that the guy from 30 Seconds to Mars yeah. left to do an acting career. I knew that Jared Leto was a tool. I didn't know they were the same tool. <laughs> so... No matter how good Jared Leto is, that's unacceptable behaviour. Fire him. I agree. I absolutely agree. And that's a point that people don't bring up enough. And somebody's calling me, and that's terribly unprofessional. I apologise, listeners. Um, yeah, good. like, that's unacceptable behaviour. Absolutely despicable. And that's something that people don't bring up enough. No, and I don't think they do. Second of all, fix Harley Quinn. What would you do to fix Harley Quinn? Alright, so what you have to do to fix Harley Quinn is simple. Hit me. Um, you, you put her in pants. I agree. There's no re- uh, Brienne would like to make a comment. Her hand is raised. No, I wanted to have both. Oh. <laughs> Put her in pants, for one. <laughs> Cover that ass. Look, it's not practical There's not enough brownie points to get you out of the doghouse. <laughs> this is... Uh, people look, don't look, have see, context. Look, there's very good reasons to get Margot Robbie to wear as few clothes as possible. That's, yes, I've got do no it problem with the that. the broke back mountain movie they're making. But... Which she is starring in with Emma Watson. But also, has anyone actually seen a Harley Quinn costume? She doesn't dress in a slutty way. Nope. She's not a slutty so character. rarely. Like, the most is like a corset, which is kind of sexy, but it's not slutty. But yeah, that's the thing. She wears skin-tight lycra, but so does every superhero slash supervillain. Yeah, she d- yeah exactly. She's not, yeah, having her butt out. Yeah, it, it's just a bit dumb. And I, and I know that they were sort of going for that more, like, crazy, in the drug and alcohol, you know, club scene, weird stuff going on. Yeah. Um, but like, like Brienne trying to tickle me right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> Gross. How are those two things even closely related? Excuse me. <laughs> um, anyway, like, uh, yeah, I, I, I generally Cut agree. that scene out entirely. Yeah, give her pants, yeah. Um... Fix their relationship. Also, show it. Yeah, th- that's the thing. But I think a lot of that was cut out. It was, but I don't believe it was p- going to be any good. I have, Based on the footage we were given, I have no reason to believe it would be any good. I mean, it's a little bit hard to tell because a lot of what we do see is just her rose-tinted glasses view of, of the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. But also... Not the opening stuff. The opening stuff there just flashes. Mm, but also, like... Flash? Like, who would <laughs> he, he was good. More of him, please. So good. He looked great. Like, this movie the blue accomplished a whole lot. The blue lightning was real cool. Mm. I was... Initially, I was like, blue lightning, come on. Yellow lightning, guys. But I'm like... Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And make bad... Boomerang the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I... Uh, if I, I that movie did right, it was that... Open, if, I mean, that opening sequence was done with, like, the visualization of case files... But, it, like, they set it up to where it was going to be, oh, Batman catches all these people, and then, oh, it's the Flash. Yeah. That was that the was, only good thing that, that was, happened. That was an interesting, nice sort of psych moment. Yeah, um, I liked it. But I, I, I think you'd, you'd start the movie differently. You, you, instead of doing that whole, they're all in prison, then Amanda Waller, and then the case files. And, like, I feel like we got, like, five or six introductions for some characters, and none for others. Yeah. What I think you do is... Don't have the whole, these are the members of the Suicide Squad and these are their quirks. Get rid of it. What you, what, what I think they should have done, open with Batman catching Harley Quinn. Yes, and then throw her into the Suicide Squad and go, here's, this is the Suicide Squad, this is what you're part of now. Yes. Yeah. So, you can have, I, I would love to have a Joker, Harley Quinn origin story there's not room in this movie yeah get rid of it save it yeah like and save it and do it really really well don't have the flashes and him giving her a lecture a shock dumb I'd never like that the, the, the point of Harley Quinn is the Joker is so manipulative mm, that she believes that he loves her all yeah. the time yeah. and, and he doesn't and he just uses her and, and she gets tripped up to the point that she loves him mm. like that's how manipulative the Joker is and mm. that's the point of Harley Quinn she's not someone who's driven insane mm. since, since watching by Electroshock since watching this um, like since watching Suicide Squad I went and watched the animated series that had like that are Harley Quinn centric episodes yeah Damn, they are good. So good. Like when when the origin one's amazing too. When she decides I'm gonna um, I'm gonna capture and kill Batman because that's what the Joker's wanting to do. 
not understanding this whole back and forth that the Joker mm. and Batman actually have. Yeah. And then she captures him and puts him in a tank and and is about to fit into piranhas and like is executing a plan that he set up. And then she calls the Joker and goes, guess what, Puddin? I'm doing the thing. And he's like, what? <laughs> you can't do this. And then he, he walks in, he unties Batman and goes, I'm terribly sorry about this. Let's just pretend it never happened. I'm going to walk away now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that is so perfect. So brilliant. And then Batman spends a lot of time manipulating Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn's manipulating the Joker. The Joker's manipulating Harley Quinn. The Joker throws her out of a window and it's yep. really abusive, but she still loves. And then, then, she, then he sends her flowers and says, I'm sorry yes. for everything that happened. So good. It's beautiful and it's back and forth and there's manipulation and it's crazy and it's great. And I love the idea that the Joker would just leave Batman there. And the thing is they don't show it as a good relationship. Whereas yeah. in the Suicide Squad, it's not like they show it's a good relationship. But they, but they, they don't show, show you what the Joker is. I'm, I'm going to get my woman. Yeah, so it looks and like he's just been dedicated to his yeah, lady. Yeah, and that's not what... But when Batman catches her... He drives them off the thing and just fucks off. Yeah, and like leaves her there. And I'm like, great! Yeah, like that was really good. And I hope that we do see more of that, which is what makes me think that Jared Leto might not be so bad. But you're right, he should have been fired for the for all the other shit. Yeah. Um, I, just, I don't think that we're going to end up with a bad Joker from him. I hope not. I still don't think he's a Joker capable of taking on Ben Affleck's Batman. Because yeah. Ben Affleck's Batman it has been established as a guy who can take down Superman. Yeah. So, that version of Batman has defeated the Joker years ago. Yeah. I feel. Maybe that's what's going on. The Joker isn't doing these big, heavy crimes anymore. He used to be able to take on the Batman. Now he's just more running the sort of thugs. I really don't like that, though. I don't like the... We're the king and queen of Gotham. (laughs) Dumb. So dumb. Anyway, so you open the movie. Joker, Harley Quinn, Batman chase. Awesome, great. Make it, make it kick ass. Make it fantastic. Even, even do like a slow, like pan of the cityscape, and then, and like the Suicide Squad logo comes in, and then just like, bam, fucking no. Batman, batarangs, fucking no. around. No, no. What you, you don't put the Suicide Squad logo in. You have him capture Harley Quinn, punch her in the face when she's unconscious underwater. Great, love it. Um, <laughs> knock her out cold. Then. You have her. You have her put in the prison with all mm. the crazies, mm. and you have her like on a strapped thing being rolled past Will Smith cage. And he's like, "Welcome to the Suicide Squad." <laughs> Bam! Like, Bam! <laughs> so, uh, I, I also like um, the the scenes with um, Deadshot and Batman. I, I did think, like. The- I think the movie could have started there as well. But that's the problem. This movie had like five or six different starts. Exactly. It could have started with the origins of the fucking the Enchantress. Have one. I think this movie needed more of the cool crocodile scuttle into the water. It needed more of, of, of Killer Croc. He had one fucking line in this whole movie. What you do? This this is. So just, he doesn't have to do anything other than just scuttle places because that scuttle was good. But it, you have. <laughs> Don't set up anyone. Don't set up Amanda Waller. Leave Amanda Waller as this vague, like, person. Harley Quinn should have been the main character of this movie. Her or Will Smith. So this is where it comes down to which way you prefer. I I personally would probably go Will Smith because it feels like there wasn't enough focus on the Harley Quinn-Joker relationship anyway. I agree, but I feel like Harley Quinn is a more relatable character than Will Smith is. Also, Will Smith's much more expensive. Make Will Smith... (laughs) The star of this movie, and then give Harley Quinn her own movie. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think do I think do Batman. I think and- if you're gonna have Harley Quinn in this movie, have Harley Quinn in this movie. And they pretty and you much know what? did. Both. If Will Smith too, if Will Smith too expensive, hire someone else for Deadshot. No, but see, I, I, I think I think Will Smith was great, but I just think that the movie could have begun. I think actually, I think the movie should have begun with the Enchantress story. I disagree. Because uh, uh, that's it, it would throw people off, it would get people interested, and then Batman capturing um, Deadshot, and and then and then Deadshot being thrown into the Suicide Squad, and then I didn't hang mind. on the introduction to the other characters, and then Batman capturing Harley Quinn, throw them in there, and then it's these two newbies in in the squad. Well, I like the Deadshot. You know, what? I, I I don't like the Batman Deadshot scene. What? I don't hate it. <laughs> But do you think it's a little, um, Wagah! 
of Batman to attack some guy in, <laughs> yes. in front of his kid in an alleyway. Yeah. Well, and, and that's where it's like, don't make me do this. Just come quietly. Like, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I, I agree. And I've seen that pointed out a couple of times, but I don't, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with it. I think the Harley Quinn Joker chase is far more interesting. Open with that. And we can no, hear from... you're both wrong. Do you know what you're supposed to open with? You have the spiraling, spinning Batman boomerang thing. And then it pins the pink unicorn to the wall. Cut to the boomerang man. She's right. (laughs) (laughs) I I think you could do a montage of, like, Biff, kapow, Batman. (laughs) Put him in jail. (laughs) You know what? Like, just a proper montage of Batman and, like... Flash catching all these villains, mm. I'd be okay with it. You'd be able to establish their skill set, mm. get a kind of idea of their characters, as long as it's like a full, psh, psh, well, no as, dialogue, no as, voiceover. And especially if each one goes for like just a little bit of time, just enough to yeah, establish their power set, the, the bad guy's power set. Yes, exactly. Have, have Captain Boomerang not just be a fucking complete pushover. I mean, he's got nothing on the Which flash. makes the battering getting the unicorn even better because the boomerang man is beaten by the battering. But Flash gets the boomerang Then man. make him get someone else. Because I no, like this idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, he, Flash got Captain Boomerang because Captain Boomerang is a Flash villain. Shh. Or stop it, mixing <laughs> your ideas with the comic lore. I we're, can work for DC. We're sort, of, we're sort of pushing time <laughs> here anyway. Yes, we are. We're... Look, we probably want to run over a little bit because of like I know, but, but we've only done like three movies. <laughs> Have we? <laughs> yeah, we need to do more, man. We did oh, a man. couple of... Alright, well, all I'm saying is... And I also scale back the cast. Get rid of Katana. Yep, don't um, need it. Uh, who else was in there? Killer Croc was almost entirely unnecessary. He was Look, great, you but know he was what? almost entirely unnecessary. It, save some for sequels. So get rid of Katana, get rid of Killer Croc. Yeah. Have Fireman. set up Slipknot properly so he's death is more impactful. And having bail halfway through, instead of right at the beginning. Right at the beginning. Because we, because all that was, was them going, oh, we're going to set up the stakes, anyone can die, and then nobody else dies. Also, so have him die in an unexpected moment. Also, make it a suicide mission. Yes. So, what they did was ridiculous. That it was to go rescue Amanda Waller or something, and that was like a twist, and I'm like, that's dumb. No, so Amanda... I like that it set Amanda Waller up as this nice person, and then you're like, oh, fuck, no, she Why actually is, is she the... in this city? Because she was always there. That's where the base of operations is. Yeah, it's it's just they don't tell you where the base of operations is. But, like, yeah, but it, Amanda it, it Waller in the work. comics and in the cartoons is a fucking crazy bitch. Yeah, I agree. But I feel like... You're better off keeping her as this ominous crazy bitch rather than trying to make you sympathize with a character that you hate. And then at the end, she's kind of like, Yeah, I'll give you a TV. Make they should make you love the Suicide Squad and then make her and then make her a fucking bitch. Yeah, but because the whole point like is that you're not supposed to like the Suicide Squad, you're supposed to like Amanda Waller and then the tables turn. Bad. By, the, by the end of the movie, you're meant to have your, have your entire emotions on the characters flipped. I don't think that's a bad goal, I just don't think it was achieved. It's not good storytelling because you don't spend enough time with Amanda Waller to like her. You spend most of the time with the Suicide Squad, which means you're spending most of the time with characters you don't like. And then at the end, you don't like Amanda Waller, but you haven't been given time to like the Suicide Squad. Yeah, but the whole point is that you, you've got one that you like a little bit that's sort of got the, you know, the, the dead shot heart of gold. Waller. No, but Amanda Waller was supposed to just be, I'm doing this for the right reasons. Is the only reason you're supposed to sympathise with her. Yeah, I know. She's the worst, though. I think that's what Cal's trying to say, is that in, throughout most of the movie, you should be seeing, yeah, yeah, we sympathise with these people because we're seeing a lot of them, and yeah, they have death ants in their neck, but she's doing it for the right reasons to help humanity, and in the end, it's like, lols, she's just <laughs> She's, she's just, just a fucking nutbag. <laughs> yeah. I, but that's not, a, that's not a twist. People know Amanda Waller's a nutbag. No, they don't. I had no idea who Amanda Waller was. You, you've got to actually know the DC Universe to do this, and the whole point of these movie series is to get people to know about the DC Universe. Yes, but you shouldn't try and tell a story. The, the, you, the, they should make... The, their priority first should be to make a good, coherent movie that the fans will like, because if the fans like it, other people will go to see it. Mm. There is no doubt 
in my mind, that DC lost money because Suicide Squad wasn't as successful to fans as people would have liked. We should move on. Yeah. Um, the next one on the list is... Thor 2. <sighs> I probably should have watched this one to fix it. I just remember it being kind of boring. Yeah, that, that's the main thing. The villain didn't have a whole lot to do with it. I think a simple fix would be make the villain... Um, make the villain tie into something else. Like, that, the, yeah. the problem is Thor 2 at the time didn't have a whole lot the else. The villain to... doesn't have a presence. Mm. For the most of the movie, it's Thor and Loki do a thing. What if you think it's going to be some generic bad guy like Malaketh or something like that, mm. and then... Mask off, it's the Red Skull. <laughs> love it. But <laughs> you, don't, love- you basically don't have to do much else with it. And then people go, oh shit, and then have him go, I'm after the Tesseract, I'm after these, I'm after all the Infinity Gems, because I know that somebody else is coming, and they're going to fuck with it, I need to fuck with it first. I need to get my power I want first. the Red Skull back. Yeah. And because- Hugo Weaving won't do it, but I hope he does. Just cut someone else. It's uh, fine. It's, they're in red makeup most of the time. Yeah. You cast... You recast... What's his name? Rooney? I don't know. Uh, Whoever he, War Machine is. Yeah, they yeah. They, they, they recast Rhodey and they recast the Hulk. They can recast Red Skull. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. I, I don't know. And, hey, arguably the easier of those three to recast. Yeah, it's Red Skull. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think... Prosthetics. Because that, that's all you need to say is that Thanos is coming... I don't want to die to Thanos, so, exactly. I, so I'm doing this to fuck his plans over and do it first. That's yeah. all you need to great do. Great setup, great return of a villain, although I would like a... Because yeah. how does he die in, in the first one? Well, he doesn't. He gets kind of vaporised by... The Tesseract the, energy? The Tesseract. But... So that, but that's the space gem. I was going to say, we learned that's the space gem. Space it's, gem. So that's just moved him through space, theoretically. And, and just put him on the ice... On, on the on the fucking the dark people planet, and just have him take over because he's a fucking charismatic villain. You want to make more noise there as you re-enter here? <laughs> I could scream. I could. Go, ah! Yep, you Ooh. could do that. Anyway, I, I was just saying to Sam that the way to fix Thor two is to make Malekith take off a mask near the end of the movie and go surprise on the Red Skull. <laughs> Brianne just likes Captain America, though. I know. The one problem with that, <laughs> that is... That doesn't get you enough brownie points. Is I'm just working on them. I'm just chipping them away. Despite my love of that idea, the problem is... While these movies are connected to the Avengers, they tend to flow from each other still. Is Thor 2 still part of um, Paramount what? Marvel, or is Thor 2 Disney Marvel? Disney Marvel. But what, what does it matter if they if they flow or not? Like, cause, cause You're right, th- at this, this point it doesn't really matter. And this was a relatively self-contained story. That yeah. had pretty much nothing to do with anything else. It I would just have liked the Red gem. Skull to return to a Captain America story. But I suppose he still could. But that's the thing. He's been transported far away. Of course he's going to come up against Thor next, or someone who travels more Yeah, next. no, that makes sense. I, I, I think this could be a really, really interesting idea that you could almost do with a fan edit. And, like, just one scene reshot. Yeah. Get around it. I, f- I also feel like there's a lot of missing from this movie. I feel like a lot was left on the cutting room floor. I'd be interested to see yeah. an extended cut. And, like, I don't know. I feel like Natalie Portman was focused on a lot in the first bit of the movie. And, and then just dropped like a hot potato. Get rid of Natalie Portman. I mean, I, I, I've, she I've won't got no come problem back. with it. Well, because that's the thing. Apparently yeah. she hasn't been approached. That's what she says. No, she hasn't. She said, I won't go back to one. Because that's what I've heard. movies are below me. That's what I've heard. But I've also heard that she apparently said that no one's approached her for Wait, Thor 3. Wasn't she in the Star Wars prequels? Yeah. And she hmm. says superhero movies are below I know, me. exactly. Oh, my God. Oh, Star Wars is so dumb. <laughs> but anyway. Can't wait for Rogue One, though. What's the next one on the list to fix? Next on the list, because Thor 2 is comprehensively fixed. <laughs> yeah. Red Skull reveal. Done. <laughs> um, the next one is My Super Ex-Girlfriend. <laughs> it's a perfect movie though, isn't it, Cal? I mean, Uma Thurman, what, what more could you want? It's More a- Uma Thurman. Yeah. It's, 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 it's cast the new girlfriend as Uma Thurman just in a different wig. And make and, well, and, no, and, get, and the get new girlfriend's of... what's her name is really good. I, I don't know. She's um, probably fun. I, I think that was uh, a relatively funny movie. I, it's mostly on this list for a laugh. 
honestly. Uh, yeah, because I was going to say, perfect movie. I mean, it's got like a five on IMDb, but... I mean, at the risk of... I said this all the time. is the other girlfriend. I forget it's Luke Wilson, too. Yeah, Luke Wilson's quite oh, funny and good. I should watch this movie because I don't remember it very well. But, like, okay. at the risk of being, like... Or, you know, at the risk of saying the thing that I say all the time and that a lot of people are kind of sick of, I'd kind of like to see this movie tied into a different universe. I'd kind of like to see this movie... Like, no. Why not? Bad cow. Why not? Stop. Why sit, not? Sit cow. Wouldn't you like to see Uma Thurman in the MCU? No. <laughs> why not? Not as this... Why not? Oh, she's just super strength. She's just Jessica Jones. No. She just is Jessica Jones. That's, that's, no, she's, she's got the same like, powers. No, she's Supergirl. She's got like the flight and the yeah, laser vision and the invincible hair shit. I mean, I... Yeah, she, she like, gets her powers from a media rock. She's basically a Smallville villain. Yeah, like it, it's pretty dumb. But I, I, I would like to see... Basically what I'm saying is I would like to see a more romantic comedy sort of low-stakes superhero movie. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see this movie done again in an MCU it, it, in, yeah. an, in a universe. I'd be down to see that. Yeah, and I, and I hope like I hope with like the new with Thor Ragnarok, which is like a buddy cop road trip movie. Yeah, which sounds amazing. It does. <laughs> um, that'd be gr- yeah. I hope they do more like a bit more genre mixing. That'd be really fun. Yeah. So should we just? Did you actually have anything to say? On? No. Okay. Cool. <laughs> let's 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 move on from this then. Um, okay. Uh, Batman and Robin. It's a perfect movie. I, I agree. I think it's really good. There's a Look, couple of little things, like um, like the fact that they cast Robin as a 30 year old man. <laughs> no, that's also perfect. No, 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 because there there are that's lines. A, that's a fault of Batman Forever, though. It's Batman. No, Batman. Wait. Robin popped up in Batman Forever first. Wait, hang on. So maybe I'm thinking of Batman Forever. Oh no. Batman Forever is a great movie. <laughs> You're thinking of the one with Val Kilmer. Yeah. Val Kilmer Batman's great. No, Batman and Robin is the George Clooney one. That's dumb. With Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, oh, that's, that's Mr. Good, Freeze. That's, okay. I was thinking of Batman Forever. Because um, basically all I was going to say was... It's that, very ice to see you. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, so good though. I mean, like, I, I think those movies sort of didn't get... I, I think they get a little bit too much hate. They're just, they're just I just find it hilarious that they deteriorate. And I think the Weekly Planet talked about this recently, actually. Mm. How quickly they went from Tim Burton's Dark Batman to Joel Schumacher's Batman and Robin. Because they just didn't get what jo- what um, Burton's Batman actually was. They didn't well, understand it. They went, oh, it's the wacky Tim Burton hour. Oh, let's do a thing with Batman again. Yeah. And they just, they didn't understand it at all. I don't think that's it. I think Tim Burton did Batman, didn't like the studio interference mm. and did and said, give me all creative control over the sequel. And they're like, yeah, you made the first one, bro. Go for it. Forgetting that, you know, they told him how to make the first one, which is real good. <laughs> And the sequel is so Tim Burton-y it's, it's not even a Batman movie well, anymore. Yeah, I, I haven't even seen it. Batman Returns is real bad. Yeah. doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman is real good. But it's a dumb Catwoman origin. Well, I think I've seen a bit of that one then. You must have seen a bit of it. That's, that's the one with the penguin, isn't it? Yeah. I didn't seem that bad. A bit a bit weird, but not, not too bad. There's so little Batman in it. Yeah, I mean, but there's a lot of Bruce Wayne, isn't there? Not really. Really? I, I don't remember very much. A little bit. The thing is, it was just... It was too much a departure from Batman, and yeah. it was too dark for the audience that they wanted. Like, it's not like now where everything's dark, so it matches. This isn't a time where it's like, we're making a Batman movie to sell toys to kids. Yeah. So they're like, well, we can't sell anything for this, because this is a weird, creepy movie that parents complain about, and oh, boy, did parents complain about that movie. <laughs> so they're like... so. It, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin are reactions to that. Yeah, and I, I didn't have any problem with Batman Forever. I, like, I haven't seen Batman and Robin. Uh, I don't think it's that good. It's not that good, but it was fine. It was just uh, dumb. I would, it, yeah, it's... I don't think it's that much worse than... It's It's not actually as much better than Batman and Robin, but yeah. Um, but not by much. But yeah, the, the the other complaint I have about Batman Forever is that there are, there are some relatively intelligent lines and, like, good scenes and stuff written that if Robin was a kid it would have been fine but yep. because Robin's a 30 year old man yep. they're awkward and, yep. <laughs> and not good and it could have been fine but it wasn't 
Yep. <laughs> Otherwise, I think... Um, what's his face? Uh, Tommy Lee Jones is chewing up the scenery like a madman. It's great. It's so bad, though. It's funny, though. It's like it's cringy. I find it cringy more than funny. But it's it's also it's also in a universe where Jim Carrey exists as a relatively serious character. When he is less wacky than Tommy Lee Jones, the universe is the problem. Like like the world that they You're brought right. there is the problem, not And that's why you can't fix the movie. But I think it was fine. Do you want to do Batman vs Superman? Batman vs Superman. Batman vs Superman. Okay. How did I know that was coming? <laughs> oh no. Good thing we're talking about this. It's- Everybody, I haven't never covered this enough. Have you guys ever talked about this movie? I don't know podcast? if we have. I, I think I you really it's due an episode. <laughs> I think you're or right. More. I think yeah. you're right, Brianne. Thank you for your support in this matter. <laughs> um, okay. Next week on the podcast, we'll talk about different dog breeds. You're welcome. What? The best part is you're going to get everyone going. That should happen. Best podcast ever. No. no. We're going to get Brienne making a heap of fake accounts commenting on that. <laughs> um, so, how, how can we fix Batman vs. Superman besides changing everything about Batman? Fire Zack Snyder. That would be the first thing I would do. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Alright. Th- th- that's the problem. There are a problem. few simple things, a few simple elements that I think fix this movie. Cool. Go for it. Recast Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, you, you, you do your thought train and I'll do mine. Recast Jesse Eisenberg. Yep. Just as a first point, look, there's a lot that needs doing to fix this movie. I said there's a few simple things. Um, I think you need to um, fire Jesse Eisenberg. Yes, you've said this, yeah. I think you need to cut out Doomsday entirely. Yeah? Where would you end the movie? I think you need to cut Wonder Woman out entirely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as in, like, I think she should be at the at that dinner party and stuff like that. No, you don't think Gal Gadot should appear at all. Dinner party, like, there's so many scenes in here that just drag out a movie, that drag out a, a movie that is overly long. Mm. The opening is fantastic. The opening mm. of Metropolis, really good. Mm. Um, so keep that. Mm. I think what you need to then do is very. Solidly, uh, solidly establish Superman's presence in the world. Yeah. Um, I don't think they do that very well. It's very somber. He's very sad. I think... I think really that they, they treat it like there's a lot of controversy around Superman. Mm. I don't think that was a right way to go. No. Because it's... Because it just makes him and Batman the same. I think people should have be adoring Superman and Batman like, I saw the devastation... What yeah. are you guys talking about? Yeah, I, I generally agree. Like, there should be an underground sort of secondary subculture going, no fuck Superman. I think there should be a big, huge, like that courthouse exploding, a big, huge thing where Lex Luthor successfully frames Superman for yeah. a crime that he didn't commit. Like, like that shit at the beginning, mm. there was an, an added scene in the end where they, like, burn a bunch of people with flamethrowers. Mm, so Which it looks like look- he burnt them. That makes yeah. much more sense. So much even, more sense. Even even do a heap of like, I I think I think what you should do is sort of. Look, I see. I I don't know if you, if you could trick Superman into actually burning some stuff, you know, or like or le- or something along know. those lines. You could you could do it. I I, yeah. I think you could like bloody. Just yeah, use use a heap of chemicals and and light them yep. and just yeah, make them look like they're in you know two inches apart, burn marks along the yep. walls and stuff. Make it um, and make it a big deal, like make it something huge. Have it kill somebody important. Yeah, and and that's Batman's like, we're done. Have him get the kryptonite from the. Have him travel up and get the kryptonite from the wreck. Kidge, whatever. Mm. Set up the Fortress of Solitude. Give me the fortress in this movie. Yeah. I, I think that'd be a cool scene, just to have him building it. Make make Superman... Make Superman full of hope. Make the world hopeful about Superman. Make that mm. all a thing. Until this big incident where everyone's like, oh shit, wait, mm. what's happened here? And look, you could even tell a more personal story about how Superman is, like, is adored, but he's focusing on these people who don't like him. 
And if he's upset, he's upset because he's focusing on the wrong things, and he's got the people in his I life don't telling upset him. Superman. I, I don't think so either. But if you're gonna if you're gonna tell it that way, there's a better, more relatable way to tell it. But I think you really need to polarize him and Batman. Absolutely. And I think that huge controversy, Superman should try and explain himself. Yeah, um, Superman. I I didn't cause the controversy. I, I didn't. I didn't cause the fucking destruction. I did what had to be done. Because if, if I didn't do that, everyone would be dead. Have Batman figure out who he is. Have a show us him figuring out that he's Clark Kent. Yeah. So that's real cool. That could be awesome. Have him attack Clark Kent. Mm. Have Clark um, figure out who Batman is. And then have them meet for their big confrontation. You could do a really interesting thing where, like, that, that, that same basic villain element that they do in a lot of superhero movies and they did in, in Superman 1. Yeah. Of the whole, um, the villain set up two concurrent things that the, you know, the, the main superhero can't do both at the same time. Have Batman do that as a villain, essentially, instead of, like, it doesn't even have to be anything real. Yeah. It, it can be that Batman just tricked him. Yeah. yeah. But the whole point was to get Clark Kent out of the way and, and then to ultimately expose him. Yeah. And then in the end, have, yeah, the, the, the main, the actual big bad turn up and be manipulating and, and, and like, take that opportunity. You don't, you don't think? Or, or, or you think it should just end with, uh, oh, wait, no, we're cool now, the end. No, I think, I think you should have a reason. What that is, look, I'm... I need to give it more thought. I think you need Batman to realize what he's doing. Mm. Don't make it because of Martha. <laughs> Real dumb. Have it because he figures out that it wasn't Superman. Mm. Have have Superman beat Batman. Yeah. Have yeah. like I know everyone's like, ah, oh, Batman could totally take Superman. He can't. Bullshit. Yeah. Like nine times out of ten, Clark beats Bruce. Have Superman win the fight, but he doesn't kill Batman. Because he wouldn't. Because he wouldn't. Yeah. Have Batman... So that... And, and he, you know, he pisses off, whatever. Mm. Have Batman then, like, wait a minute. He didn't kill me. Why would he then kill all these other people? What's going on here? Have him figure out it's Lex Luthor. Like, like that big fight scene, that's the, that's the climax, right? That big confrontation between Batman and Superman. That's the real climax of the movie. Like I said, I don't want Doomsday in this movie. Get so, actually, I'm thinking, fuck, fuck off the villain entirely, entirely. Have have Batman do the thing where he separates the two things that Superman has to go and do, and have it sort of fuck up. Um, like have him have him sort of like have have it go wrong because Batman got a bit sloppy because he's so angry at, and and so scared of. Of, of killing Superman or of, of what Superman can do or, or have him just underestimate Superman a little bit mm. and, and have something go wrong and have more destruction caused because Superman is an idiot well <laughs> not, not an idiot but, but that's like has, it has too much power Superman's Superman's a very clever character I really hate this version of him and that's he what shouldn't I, be yeah that's what I want to get rid of he's arguably smarter than Batman is yeah because, he shouldn't be because while Batman's the smartest human Clark's the smartest Kryptonian, which is a whole nother playing field. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what he shouldn't be. He should be, like, an intelligent guy who's never had to figure anything out because he can always punch his way out of things. I don't like that version of Superman. You don't think? No. that's And that's not what he is. He's never been that. He's always been... Because he takes on characters like Brainiac, who are genius supercomputers designed to kill planets. Mm, but- and he defeats them, not through punching them, through he's smarts, and then punch him. See, not always. No, I, but that's that's the true version of Superman. Look, I think what you need to establish here is the is the exact differences between Batman and Superman. And Superman is just naive and optimistic. I don't think he's naive. He's optimistic. That's I think he should be naive. I don't. I disagree. Uh, because. Because then you've got the the cynicism of Batman versus the the, the idealism of, of Superman. Superman's idealistic, but he's not naive. He I think can, he, he has to be to be uh, to be idealistic. Truth, justice, in the American way doesn't sound naive to you. I think it that. is, but that's the, but 
But a good version of Superman, and that's exactly what I want to avoid. That bad version of Superman I don't like. But Superman has to be flawed, otherwise Batman doesn't give a fuck. If Superman is just, I'm a good guy, doing good guy stuff all the time, ta-da, then there's no point. Then... But that's why you tell the story from Batman's perspective. Yeah, but why would Batman not like him then? Like, why would Batman give a fuck? Because you have you have him framed. And Batman... yeah. yeah. And and that power thing, because and I I really like Lex Luthor for the idea of him like kind of pushing these two guys together. The movie did a terrible job of it, and Jesse Eisenberg was terribly cast. But that's exactly what Lex Luthor would do. Exactly, he'd have someone else do his dirty work, and I love that. And I love that. And but I want I, I'd want the movie to end with Batman and Superman kind of departing on not good terms, but like with an understanding. Like, they're not friends, but they have an understanding. And then, um, you can have, uh, Batman figure out it was Lex Luthor, but no proof. Yeah. Because three things I don't want at this, at the end of the Batman vs. Superman movie. Superman dead, Mm. Lex Luthor in jail. Uh, there's another thing. Doomsday. Don't want Doomsday. (laughs) Yeah. Because... Three reasons for that, and, and and these three reasons, I think, fuck the MCU. So no Doomsday and no Dead Superman means we can have a Death of Superman story. Yeah, which I love that story. It's a, you get the best of Lois Lane, you get the best of um, Jimmy Olsen. Mm. Um, Didn't they kill? Jimmy why Olsen? would they kill Jimmy Olsen at the start of this fucking movie? <sighs> so dumb. I hated that. Also, Is it take that out. That that's actually who yeah. That was? He's credited as Jimmy Olsen. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. I think in the extended cut they say his name too. Yeah. You done goofed. Because Zack Snyder's a dick who doesn't know how to make good movies. Um, and then... The reason... What was the other one? Death of Superman. Uh, I don't want Lex Luthor in jail because ultimately I want President of the United States Lex Luthor. Yeah, I agree. And then this, you know, mecha suit Lex Luthor. That's what I want. I don't care about the businessman who's... Trying to kill Superman for no reason. I want the Lex Luthor who's a genius at manipulation. Who thinks he doesn't want Superman. But but he thinks he's doing the good thing under completely wrong circumstances. I essentially want the Smallville version of Lex Luthor. Could you get... Could you get Lex Luthor to figure out who Batman is. And have this all be a big ploy to, to take over a big chunk of Wayne Tech. No, I hate that. <laughs> Get out of here, Cal. <laughs> That's a great idea, Sam. What are you talking about? <laughs> We're done, I think. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm right. being attacked. Yeah, and it, it, I, I need to go home. Okay, um, great. So yeah, find us on videoshopod.com. If you disagreed with any of this, which I'm sure you all did, tell if you us disagreed with all of this. When you disagree with all of this, yeah, let, like tweet tweet us at Sam Prattwhite or at Callan Jenkins. I'd really like to know what you guys think of these. Better yet, and if at you videoshoppod. And let us know if you thought like Batman vs Superman was good as is, and we'll or let you know you, why you're wrong. Or exactly what Batman vs Superman you wanted to see. Don't don't even necessarily try to fix it because we basically didn't. We just said, hey, let's do this movie instead. Well, we took elements that were in the movie and removed everything else. We, we took Batman and Superman out of that movie, yes, and we, 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 we paired them off in completely different ways. Yep. Um, Great. Yeah, go to videoshoppod.com, that's where all the good stuff is, and yeah, we'll, we'll see you in, in, a, in a bit less than a year's time for ten more-ish superhero And if you movies. think they should do another Batman vs. Superman episode, because I don't think they've done enough. If, if Hashtag... If they- Martha's my mom too. <laughs> if, if if you if you want us to talk about Batman vs Superman in the future, say absolutely nothing in the comments. <laughs> See you, nerds.